Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the founder of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing artists and creatives working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey there. All right, now let's go in and bring some of these concepts together. So in the past podcast, we've talked about the drive for freedom. That's really a core part of being a creative. We talked about um, the ecosystems we touched on, and we talked about roles of the visionary, the realist, and the inner critic. And then we looked at actually how we can meet that inner critic, which I think is a really important part of us growing as creatives, is coming to terms with our inner critic and setting some ground rules. Really, starting to focus on proper conversation with ourselves, proper thought patterns that don't, you know, beat us down, but help elevate us and guide us and really take advantage of this role of the inner critic. And so now we want to come in and bring this together. And and I want to talk about how these roles and the three ecosystems of creativity come together. Because we've talked about the roles, the visionary, the realist, the inner critic, and the ecosystems of in order for you to be a powerful creative, for you to unlock a lot of fire in your life there, you're going to have to be able to work with inspiration. You're going to have to have that spark that really moves you. And, you're going to, and when you have that spark, you're going to have to know how to pay attention to it and how to fan that a little bit, get the flames moving a little bit. You're going to have to learn how to build fuel in your life so that when you do get that spark of inspiration, you are actually able to do something with it. You're able to execute. And this is the role where the realist, the office manager really thrives. They're the ones that are building what we can do and are building our capacity and managing our capacity. And then our belief systems, what we believe we are capable of. This is the province of the inner critic. They're the ones that can just suck all the oxygen out of the room and destroy all of our potential for creativity if we are not learning how to manage that ecosystem of our beliefs. So we have three different areas to look at, and I'll start with the last one, this idea of our beliefs and how these can affect us. And I really want to start with what one of the first lessons I learned, one of the things that was really most important for me, is just understanding what are my rules for art. So I'd like to ask you, you know, and if you're like me, you're writing these things down, you're sitting down and you're, you're writing down, you know, all this stuff that comes to you, and I want you to write down In order for something to be art, it must, and finish that sentence. In order for something to be art, it must, and you can substitute. In order for something to be creative or to be design, it must. You can change that a little bit, but you want to write that down and say, in order for something to be design, it must, and see what comes to your mind. This is going to start to help you uncover your rules and discover, you know, what you think the math behind your own calculations and your own sense of worth. And so for me, when I did this, one of the rules that came up was that in order for something to be art, it must be created at the highest level of skill in the highest level 
of creative ecstasy. Like literally that came to my mind. Like you get a sense how screwed up I was from like all those words. Obviously I experienced journaling. I did a, a, a class on journaling. Like you when I have so many journals, it's insane. So this is an exercise that's like near and dear to my heart. I love this kind of thing. But anyways, right out there in the open, in order for something to be art, it must be created at the highest level skill and done in the highest state of joy. And man, I got kids. I got a business. I got things I got to get done. All right, maybe I'm going to get to the skill conversation, but whew, you know, throw on top of that, you got to be in some creative ecstasy. Whew, it doesn't happen. How often do you think I actually created artwork or felt like I created artwork, which is what's actually important here? Because the rules don't change the facts. Facts are different, but we're not operating by facts here. We're operating by feelings. And I didn't feel like I created art ever. If I made a mistake, it wasn't art because there's a mistake in it. I got to fix that mistake. What is that mistake? Right? And I remember one really powerful moment where this all came together in my mind. And I remember um, it was when I was living in uh, downtown Los Angeles. We had this 5,000 square foot loft, you know, with like the ceiling, the, yeah, the ceiling had like, I don't know, a, an inch of plywood, three inches of plywood. It was, it was so cold in the winter, so hot in the summer. And it was just an awesome place. It's like, I tell everybody, it's like, that was my flash dance fantasy. I was like, I loved flash dance when I was a kid. Don't make fun of me. And that was like the real urban experience. So I'm in this 5,000 square foot loft. I'm running my business at that point. I think I was the UARTC or something like that. And, um, and I'm walking by this pile of drawings and we'd had some artists in doing some drawings, you know, the, the week before. And I look by and I'm like, oh my God, it's a really cool drawing who did this drawing it was better you know because i'm in los angeles so i see a lot of people doing drawings and and they're all polished and well done and and you know there's an academic style that happens here that um you know i'd kind of gotten blind to and so i saw this work and i was like oh that's so good so different who did that and it took me like a few seconds to realize shit that's my drawing like i did that and then I remembered man i remember doing that drawing and i remembered like it came back in a flood i remembered literally hating myself for doing that drawing. I remember the, the vitriol that came out of my brain for making one of the eyes slightly lopsided and it actually helped the drawing so much. It gave it that expressive quality, which I love. I love the expressive quality. But I, at that point, I was like, I was doing expressive work, always trying to be perfect. I was living between these two worlds. I had no idea what I actually wanted to do. I was actually just trying to live by somebody else's rules. And I was stuck going back and forth, making stuff I felt was powerful and then hating myself for doing that because I wasn't living by the rules because I wasn't operating at the highest level craftsmanship. Right. I remember one time thinking, you know, Leonardo da Vinci could draw a perfect circle. And I couldn't draw a perfect circle. One of my teachers did that exercise. He's like, Leonardo could draw a perfect circle. So you have to practice, practice, practice. He's just thinking like, hey, it's a cool exercise. I'll give him some motivation. I internalized that crap. I lived that crap. I was there. My whole life was around that. I can't draw a perfect circle. I'm not an artist. What an idiot I was. What a, such a young, naive, 
and in-pain individual I was as well. And you might be in that pain yourself. But I promise you, you can get out from underneath that rock and you can liberate yourself from this pain if you start to discover what your rules are. In order for something to be art, it must. And finish that sentence. Do that 10 times. And then come back and you write another one. In order for me to be an artist, in order for me to be a designer, in order for me to be an architect, in order for me to be X, Y, and Z, I must. And fill in the gap. And right there, you'll discover your rules. You'll also discover what rock has been sitting on you and weighing you down and stopping you from achieving your greatness, which is already there inside of you. It's just waiting for you to unlock it, to let it free, to let it go. Of course, we have to build skill. Of course, we have to get stronger and build our capacity and, you know, all that good stuff. But our genius is sitting there inside of us, waiting for us to stop shutting it down, stop saying no, stop taking the oxygen out of the room, and let it breathe. Even if just a little bit. What could you accomplish in your life if you stopped stopping yourself, if you stopped tamping down, if you stopped being afraid? What would you do next? Write those rules down, my friends. Sit down. That's it. I want you in this podcast, sit down. Find out what your rules are for art. Find out what your rules are for being an artist. And as you go through, you'll start to discover little bits and pieces of things that you can actually start writing rules for. In order for something to be creative, it must. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, man. Starting to come up. In order for something to be creative, nobody's ever thought about it before. In order for something to be creative, it must spring out of my mind. like, And I just got to feel it like this super, this powerful presence. And then you go and you learn, you know, nothing's ever fresh. I remember the story of uh, James Cameron and a concept artist. Um, I'll save names. Uh, and... James Cameron comes in and he has this little, um, this little, uh, I forget what it's called. It's, a, it's a, a tube or it's a creature that lives at the bottom of the ocean. He's like, here, I want you to make that. The concept artist works all day, comes up with their own version of it, does something cool. James Cameron comes back in the next day, looks at it, or not the same day, later on, looks at it and goes like, what the hell? What? And then whole tirade, very upset, not a pleasant person, yelling, screaming and said, I wanted this. The concept artist is like, I, th I wanted to create something original. And he's like, I don't want original. I want this. But over there. Did you ever watch the end credits for, um, for Avatar? Where is the end credit? Like right when the word Avatar comes up, where else have you seen that before? Disney's Pocahontas. Exact same thing. 
because originality is not original. Topic of another podcast, I'm sure, right? Everybody's taking ideas from everybody else. But what's our rule for creativity that nobody else ever thought that before? Okay, good luck with that. Good luck with being creative. Meanwhile, somebody else is going to go unlock their genius because they stopped trying to be pristine about it. And I'm stealing Beeple's phrase here. They stop trying to be pristine about it and they start riffing. And that's what you're going to learn when you unlock your rules. And start to learn how you can be part of the conversation and not be judgmental of the conversation. It's hard to sit in judgment. Well, I should say this. It's hard to be in the conversation when you're sitting in judgment of the conversation. And your rules are what's keeping you from being part of that conversation, my friend. Get out there, discover those rules, do this work in a journal. It will change your life. It changed mine. It's not going to make everything easy. It's not going to magically be like, all right, great. Now I'm going to go and create a lot of work. And next thing you know, put it up and sell it. And I'm going to be a genius. No, you're already a genius. Like, Screw that conversation. Go back to the Greek. What did genius mean to the Greeks? It wasn't like, oh my God, you are the one, right? It's like Neo in the Matrix. Are you the one? Oh, I never felt like I was the one. Genius is just about becoming more of you. What you bring to this. It's a, it's a, if I remember correctly, it's like, a, it's a little, I don't know if you want to say homunculus or it's like a little spirit that lives inside you. It's not about you fitting into the world and all of their expectations and all these BS rules that you have been putting yourself through the hoops of. It's about finding out what your rules are, deciding if you actually want those rules, and maybe building your own rules, stepping outside of the box. Think about it. Like you're an artist. You're creative. Think about the box you built for yourself with all these rules, all these things that you're supposed to do. And you just built yourself a box. Why? Why did you build those walls? But now you can break through. Good luck. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.